Welcome to Because He Lives podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Marlatt. On this show, we share the testimony of our living God, Jesus Christ, from people's stories of coming to Christ, deliverance, and being set free, healing, and the signs, miracles, and wonders our God performs every day. Father God, we thank you for every person listening to this podcast. We give you all the glory, for you are the way, the truth, and the life. May the words of our testimony bless every person listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to Because He Lives podcast. I'm your host, Madeline Marlatt. On this show, we share the testimony of our living God, Jesus Christ, from people's stories of coming to Christ, deliverance, and being set free, healing, and the signs, miracles, and wonders our God performs every day. Father God, we thank you for every person listening to this podcast. We give you all the glory, for you are the way, the truth, and the life. May the words of our testimony bless every person listening. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, welcome back to the Because He Lives podcast. I wanted to give you all some updates on what's going on in the Marlat household, some exciting things we have coming for the podcast. Um, we have plans to get up and running on YouTube somewhere in the next few weeks or so. Um, we have a lot of testimonies that we're lining up, really trying to get more and more firsthand testimonies out there so you all can hear more of those. Um, I know those were huge for Madeline and I in our, in our salvation and you know, really finding our identity in Christ and you know, really just how, how Jesus you know, fit into our lives because that was really, um, it was really kind of a perspective we had was was how does Jesus fit in our lives, not you know, how do we fit in His. Something that's definitely changed over time. So those are some of the updates we have coming for the podcast in particular. Um, definitely hoping to take advantage of some some nap times in the near future so that Madeline and I can do some of these here together, get some more of these back in together for you all. Madeline also just recently released her birth course called Birth Without Burden. So I'm very excited for her for that. She put a lot of hard work into putting together that birth course. Um, she's, she's already got some great free resources out there on her Mama Madeline page on Instagram. Um, I know she's working on a, on a few more free resources out there to help all the moms, mom to, moms to be, you know, dads to be, all the above. Really really some great information from a biblical standpoint, from a scientific standpoint, from a peace standpoint, really just bringing a lot of things together. Um, so I'm excited for, for what she's 
worked on there and what she's continuing to work on, definitely check her out. The Instagram handle is at mama, M-O-M-M-A, Madeline, M-A-D-E-L-I-N-E. <clears throat> so definitely check that out if you are if you are pregnant, if you, um, maybe your wife is pregnant, maybe you just have friends who are expecting and maybe looking for more, more and more resources to, to, to learn from, really feel prepared for a peaceful and, and happy, joyful birth. So on our last episode, we talked a lot about finding identity in Christ and um, finding identity in the world, you know, where that overlaps, where that is, is different. Um, there's really some more I just wanted to dive into on that. So it's very common as we dive deeper and deeper into a a tribe or you know an idol that we want to be the best or we we want to just fit in and you know kind of keep up with everyone else is doing. Um, there's you know it's just kind of human nature to want to be part of a community and want to fit in and be part of part of a full body essentially. So some of those examples talked about in the last episode just kind of kind of kind of build on those a little bit so you know going back to part of what my identity was was based on being an Orleans Saints fan so that was something that I related to um so as you know when I first started watching football I was I was playing Madden as a little kid on Xbox or PlayStation whatever I had at the time and you know, I, I started getting interested in football. I was living in New Orleans at the time, so I just naturally started, you know, caring about the Saints, you know, wanting the Saints to win over other teams. Um, and over years, as I watched more and more games, I spent more and more time, you know, learning the names of players on the team, learning the coaches' names, learning the opponents, like all that kind of things. The more invested I got, the more I, the more I started to care, the more that those things became important to me. One of the things about that is, as I, you know, as I would get more and more into it, with with that community also came like a shared disdain or shared dislike of of other teams or other players. Um, you know, being a Saints fan, the big the big cross division rival is the Atlanta Falcons. A lot of people are just hated the Falcons. Um, I know for me personally. Uh, watching the Saints get their hearts ripped out multiple times by the Vikings in the playoffs, I started to really hate the Vikings. Um, just, just everything about them over an extended period of time, getting more and more invested into the success of a team um, that I, you know, I really don't actually have any hands-on involvement in, but besides just wanting to win. And it became easier and easier to dislike other teams, to dislike other players. And really that, you know, that community that kind of brought brought a feeling of fitting in also started to, to bring a feeling of not letting other people fit in, too. Um, so, you know, I, I kind of like the sports examples because I think it's it's kind of a silly thing. Like, I can't control sports, and I know a lot of people are get really hardcore about their sports teams. But I, I think that overall, a lot of people understand that it's a game, and it's, at the end of the day, it's, it's just a game. Um, some of the more serious examples of this, and then when I say serious, I feel like more, maybe more detrimental are 
things like political affiliation. One of the, I mean, just one of the greatest divides I know of in our nation is political affiliation um, because everyone is convinced that, that their side is right. There's a lot of this mentality with race. Um, you know, the more, the more and more you see on the news, the more and more people are being told they should be divided, being told reasons that they should hate other people of other races, um, you know, all, all kinds of different things. All of these, all of these areas of, all of these areas that start as community and turn into com comparison and division and judgment of, of other communities, whatever they may be, are all, are all just kind of examples of what I'm talking about here. So the thing is, I mentioned when you become part of a community, you kind of want to, you want to be better and better. You want to fit in. Um, but there's not always a guidebook or a, a how-to guide. You know, there's not a, not that I know of at least, there's not a book that says, here's how to be the best New Orleans Saints fan possible. Here's how to be the best Democrat possible, or the best Republican possible. There's not a book of how to be the best, um, you know, how to be the best white person ever, or black person ever, or Hispanic person ever, whatever it may be. There's not a, there's not a book that says, that has that kind of guidance on how to be the best and how to be part of that community. And these are just a few examples. If you look at, I mean, look at your Instagram feed, your Facebook feed, your Twitter feed, X, whatever, TikTok, whatever you're looking at. What does your feed consist of? Because these, these algorithms know what we're interested in. Maybe it's, maybe it is all sports related. Maybe it's pregnancy. Maybe it's bodybuilding. Maybe it's, um, maybe it's business. Maybe it's money. Maybe it's, maybe it's just friends and family. And, you know, that's, that's all that you have in, in your feed. The point is there is the way you feel when you put that app down, when you put your phone down is a good indication of the community and inclusiveness that you are getting from from the things that you are you are seeing in others and what you're getting from that so what's an example of that so if i'm scrolling through instagram let's say the first five things that pop up are um are just people who people i know or rich celebrities and they all, you know, let's say all five of them just got a brand new car. And I'm, you know, I, I open up my app, I scroll through, I see those five things like, oh man, everyone's getting a new car. Like I, I don't have a new car. Oh man, I just, this sucks. This is stupid. I don't, why do they get a new car? Like what did they do to deserve a new car? Why don't I have a new car? You know, it's, it can be anything. It can, any of those things we just talked about can be the topic that you you get into that app um, almost maybe even just maybe even worse as you open up your app you scroll through five things and there's five different things that you want you want a new car you want a new house you want to get married you want kids and you want I don't know, new shoes and the first five things you see are just all all people with those things maybe there's an ad in between of of, of all of those things it's trying to sell you all those things you're like oh, I can't afford it all these other people have it this sucks I'm you know, just kind of feeling bad about yourself. And that's, that's a very common thing. That's a lot of what, you know, these apps are kind of like 
sensory overload filling up our minds with with things that we think we need things that we feel like will bring us happiness will bring us um what we're missing so bringing all of that together so so when i mentioned the guidebook of of how to be how to be the best at, at whatever you're doing um the thing about Christianity is there is a book, and it's called the Bible. And if you actually read this book and study this book and you know, build a community around this book, build a community around people who read that book with you, who share that, that word with you, that's, that's the guidebook. I mean, God gave us a book of how to be the best Christian possible. Um, now, do all Christians follow that? No. They certainly don't. Um, I, I heard on the radio the other day that uh, Kat Von D, who was famous, I honestly don't know what for. Um, I just know she was well known and had a lot of, basically lived a lifestyle that <clears throat> that was not not close to God. And and I don't say that out of a place of judgment. Just simply saying that's really. I only know of her because of her testimony that she went from basically from dark the dark side to the light side. And one of the things she said that was keeping her back from Jesus was Christians. So that was a that was a pretty powerful statement to me and I I I took that two ways. One as someone if you're someone who isn't quite sure if this God thing is right for you, if Jesus is right for you. You've, you know, you've seen a lot of posts on Facebook and just a lot of the people you know from high school and college that post about God. You just, you don't trust them. If you think they're sketchy, maybe they, maybe you just think they're judgmental. Um, I mean, that's okay. It's okay for you to feel that way because God wants a relationship with you regardless of what, what his other children are doing. So you can you can still be open to have that relationship with Jesus. You can accept Jesus into your heart without even going to church. You know, maybe you're scared of going to church. Maybe you're scared of that that 30 second period where the the pastor says, you know, stand up and greet your neighbor, and you just want absolutely nothing to do with that. And so you're like, I'd rather just sit at home and play with crystals or Ouija boards or you know just be mad at everybody or scroll through scroll through social media all day. But there is there is an alternative. You can have a relationship with Jesus without having to even encounter these other people. It's it's very simple. And then I can share, you know, what I did. I've shared this before, but you know, I I just picked up a Bible and started reading. I had told I had told Madeline, you know, multiple times that that I felt like we should go to church, but I didn't know where to go, and I didn't. I didn't know really how to search for a church or like how to how to find one. And so I I just I looked up different translations of the Bible because I knew that what I knew of the Bible was that it was really hard to read. That's all I really knew. And so I I looked up translations of the Bible because I was like, surely there's one that's easier to read. Um and I kind of went down a rabbit hole. I've you know I found a list of like 30 different translations or something. Um but I I found some of that were kind of more common or more a little more modernized um 
because a lot of people know the King James Version, which was written hundreds of years ago. And that's where they think, you know, the the Bible is hard to read. But there is, you know, there's a new King James Version, which replaces a lot of these and thous with, you know, the and you, like more, more modernized, a little more modernized language there. Um, but it's it's still heavily based on the strict translation of the King James Version. Um, the New Living Translation, the NLT translation, is is probably my favorite one because it is where I'm at right now. I'm I'm just trying to read through the Bible and understand, you know, ever understand everyone who is involved, like all the biblical characters, understand the overall storylines and everything. That's really what I'm trying to understand. And so the NLT version is helpful for me to that helpful to me for that purpose. Um, the NIV version, I think it's the New International Version, is a good one too. It's a little more of a it's more of a word for word translation, whereas NLT is more of a thought for thought translation. So NLT is a little easier to read through if you're if you're kind of reading it as a book, trying to to read through that way. Um, it's a little easier to follow that way. NIV is is more word for word. It's more of a literal translate translation. Um, again, that can be good for reading through as well, but I just like the NLT version better. So, anyways, point of that, reading the Bible is a way to start getting closer to God, to start understanding His Word, because it is the Bible is a love letter to you from God. And as you start reading through this, you'll start to see that. If you actually read the Bible, Jesus gives us the two most commandments, which are to love God above all others and to love each other as we would love ourselves. And so the you know, Jesus summarized all the commandments that, you know, that we see throughout the Old Testament with those two simple things. He said, these are the two, you know, overarching commandments, the two most important commandments is what he was asked. What is the most important one? He gave these two. So if you're feeling judgment from somewhere else, just detach from that. Disconnect from, you know, whatever judgment you may be feeling and feel confident going on your own journey, creating your own relationship with God, separate from whatever, you know, anyone else may think. You're, you have every right to do that. And, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that this helps to empower you to feel comfortable to take that, to take that step. So reading the Bible is one way. Um, praying is another way. I mean, God does not only live in church. He's, he is a living God. He is here. Just pray. I mean, the the easiest, most effective prayer that I pray free, pretty frequently um, is, you know, when when I don't feel good, whatever that may be, maybe my stomach hurts, maybe my, maybe I just feel anxious, maybe I feel irritated, angry, whatever, stressed, whatever feeling it may be, I find, I find healing when I just say, Father God, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Please help me. It's, it's just a, a very, very simple prayer, a very simple way to say, you know, God, I surrender this to you. Please help me. And it, it works. It, it brings me peace. And the more frequently I do it, the more effective it becomes. Because the more I'm, I'm surrendering things to God, because God wants, 
God wants us to come to him first with our problems. So prayer is another powerful way. Um, the other big thing I'd say is listening to worship music. There's there's so much good Christian music out there right now. Um, you know, there's classic stuff. There's current stuff on the radio. There's just a lot of there's so much access to information nowadays across you know so many different parts of the world that you can hear how hundreds of churches are worshiping every weekend all in one playlist. You can just you know put them together on on Spotify or Apple Music, whatever, they're all out there. They're on YouTube, all over the place. So to truly be a, a good Christian, it's important to you know, read the Bible and act on, on what is in there. As, as you read the Bible more and more and become a better and better Christian, you actually become more inclusive. Now, from... Now, I say that from a perspective of living as Christ lives, being a little Christ, which is how a Christian is defined. It's, it's not a, if you read the gospel, going back to reading the Bible, if you need a good place to start, start with the gospels, the books of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. That's going to be your best place to go through and learn how to live and how to, how to be like Christ. So another reason to stay away from from building our identity around around things like sports and politics and race and hobbies and all those kinds of things is this is where these things can start to become idols very quickly as we kind of find community around different things start to find our identity around different things those become idols and that is actually one of the ten commandments is not to worship false gods or not to worship false idols Also, as we as we worship these things, we are blinding ourselves to the power of God because we are filling up our lives with false gods. In Psalms chapter 115, verses 3 through 8, it says, Our God is in the heavens and he does as he wishes. Their idols are merely things of silver and gold shaped by human hands. So when you're talking about their, talking about other people who have idols that are, are not God. Their idols are merely things of silver and gold shaped by human hands. They have mouths but cannot speak, these idols, and they, can, they have eyes but cannot see. They have ears but cannot hear and noses but cannot smell. They have hands but cannot feel. They have feet but cannot walk and throats but cannot make a sound. And those who make idols are just like them, as are all who trust in them. So whether we make an idol of something or we just trust in an idol that someone else made, that's all walking down that same path. It's walking, you may not feel like you're walking away from God, but you're walking towards something, and walking towards God is, is a narrow path. Another verse that I really want to share here, just really spoke to me, um, John chapter 3, verse 6. Humans can reproduce only human life, but the Holy Spirit gives birth to spiritual life. So as we... As we get closer and closer to God, we're getting away from the those physical things of the world that are, you know, those worldly things, and getting closer to a spiritual life with God, um, and away from the spiritual aspects of the worldly things that are are not things that we can see. 
So with all of that, so if you don't have a burning fire in you to tell everyone you know about Jesus' love, patience, kindness, salvation, forgiveness, then you're leaving blessings on the table. Uh, there's no way you've surrendered to God and surrendered and experienced his goodness if you aren't on fire for him. I say that not just for you, but I'm talking about myself as well. I am spiritually on fire for God, but I I have struggled in my flesh to you know be vocal about God, to share the gospel with people. I'm very much a one-on-one -on -one conversation kind of person, and even in different environments, it's hard for me to bring up bring up the topic of God because it's I've been so trained by society that it's taboo or you don't bring up religion in the workplace or you know all these kinds of things that have told me that that I shouldn't say things um, and so as I'm, I'm working to retrain my brain and rewire myself you know this podcast is obviously a big step for me to to share these things and so I, I hope that this inspires you as well to share share the gospel find ways that work for you to share the gospel um, and get you know, get that word out in front of people. Um, so with that, we'll go ahead and end in prayer. Um, so <clears throat> I'll pray for, for myself and for you. So first off, we break off all spirits of fear of rejection, all spirits of fear of man right now in Jesus' mighty name. I declare boldness over our lives, boldness in the word of God, boldness in sharing the gospel. And Father God, I pray that this podcast falls on open ears that are open to your presence, that open eyes see this video once we do get this uploaded to YouTube, um, open hearts to accept your presence, Lord Jesus. And just abundant blessings, favor, and fortune for all of the listeners listening today. Lord Jesus, in your mighty name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening. See you all soon.